Liberty Lockdown, please scan your barcode Your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold Where did it come from and where did it go? It requires a fight, not tweeting from your phone Don't need a king, get him off the fucking throne If you ride with the thought, you've always got a home The virus you're scared of will come and it'll go The government knows this, don't get treated like a hoe Let's get into the show Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Liberty Lockdown. I have a tremendously special guest with me today, the great Neocon Yeeter himself, <laughs> at Ace underscore Arcus. What's up, Ace? Hey, what's up, man? Thank you so much for inviting me. <laughs> glad Definitely. to be here. Well, I- I'm so glad you could take uh, an hour away from uh, stacking the corpses of Neocons. <laughs> My God, <laughs> they-, they just keep coming. <laughs> They're everywhere. Dude. All right. First off, what is your diet regimen like? Are you on just nothing but Red Bulls or what are you doing oh, man. to maintain this man. energy level? Man, there are times, uh, my Mountain Dew and Dorito days are past me. <laughs> That's past me. Although uh, it's funny because like, it's also like my sleep schedule. Like I, I'm the type of person where I don't really need much sleep. I can sleep like maybe four hours a night and I'll be good. But then one day I'll just crash and I'll just have to sleep for like, I don't know, 14 hours. So it, it, that, that's kind of how I can keep up like uh, with uh, all the Twitter shenanigans for so long. Well, uh, for those that don't know, which I'm sure most of my listeners do, uh, Ace has been going ham on neocons, which I was unaware there was any that still existed. Yeah. So. Uh, under w- 40 like like zoomer neocons which is I know. crazy it was it was revelatory for me I, I honestly did not know that they existed much less that they had you know a decent amount of numbers i mean it, yeah. you probably only interacted with what like 30 or 40 of them right yeah they, i mean it was it was a good like i think 20 at least yeah okay so they're yeah they're small but vocal um so i guess let's start with what what are your takeaways after talk because i have my own but uh, i'd love Mm -hmm. to know your takeaways after talking to these fucking bloodthirsty monsters for a few weeks yeah well when when i first interacted with them i thought they were trolls like i always like i always like to assume that because i don't want to you know be blackpilled immediately so i assume the you know uh that they're they're just trolling and that it's just a joke but then when i realized that oh oh no they they aren't trolling these people (laughs) are actually monsters in my opinion (laughs) i think they're actually like no matter what you say to them they do not care how many people get killed for their empire that's ultimately what it comes down to in my in my view no i i agree um i think that the other takeaway i had after you uh i think it was the the hoppa account that was yeah like, clipping from their show um i came away extraordinarily unimpressed with their oh, intellect yeah. <laughs> um sure, and, yeah. and their delivery everything about them was just very unimpressive they seem like I don't know. I don't want to like bully the neocons, but they're like global bullies. So fuck it. Uh, yeah. The <laughs> bu- bu- bully more neocons. That's, that's my take. <laughs> uh, but they really sounded like special needs. I mean, they did not sound. I, I mean, yeah, they certainly sounded like, like, that's why I, I'm still like, I was holding out hope that it was kind of a gag. But then when I realized that they had a YouTube channel and that they <laughs> regularly did this, it was like my, my hope just plummeted. It was, it was just gone. Like, as you were saying, right. It's like their delivery, their arguments. It's like, they're so bad. They're almost like stereotypically like bad, right? Like, so it, it's almost like someone has to try this hard to make the arguments that bad. Type really? Thing. Yeah, no, yeah. really. It does feel like that. Um, I felt like I was transported back to my early 2000s days, you know, during like the war on war in Iraq and yeah. uh, Afghanistan. It just that there's nothing creative about it. It's so funny, though, because I, the, the one thing that caught me off guard is um, 
I didn't expect, and perhaps this was my own bias about them. I didn't expect that they would be so confident in their morality. Like they, right. they, they genuinely see themselves as the good guys. That that was eye opening to me. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty. Because like, at a certain point, it's like you know, maybe like I could understand like if you're a neocon and you've never really considered like the opposition's viewpoint. Like if you never really considered that, oh my god, actually we are murdering people, right? You right. know what I mean? So you can kind of see it from that perspective. But once you realize that, no, these people these people know that uh, their actions are committing mass death. They just don't care. Yeah, but that's ultimately what it comes down to, right? Well, it, it's... well, not not only that they don't care, but they they really see themselves as heroes yeah. in their own story. They're like, like their big attacks against you uh, that I saw that yeah. you know I thought were probably some of their better attacks, even though they're nonsense, was <laughs> right. that like, like well, you you would gleefully watch the people of North Korea starve to death. Oh, you know? right. Like yeah. they uh-huh. they really play the morality card, and that's I did right. not I did not expect that at all. And, you know, the best part was that right after they said that, uh, one of them said, no, we should actually turn North Korea into glass. Yeah, right? exactly. So it's like, so it's like <laughs> you may have a point there and then you just destroy your own point completely. Right. Yeah. Right after that. So it's yeah. Like, no, I mean, it, I, I, it's it's clearly a semantic or a, an yeah. argumentation tactic. I don't think that they actually care about the people of North Korea. Right. But, but their their argumentation was exactly that, that, you know, like. The libertarian non-interventionist or anarchist stance is that we we don't care that these people are suffering when it right. like, it couldn't be further from the truth. We just don't believe that ultimately it benefits the people of North Korea for us to nuke them. That's right. Of course. <laughs> it's like it's like sometimes there are no good situations, and sometimes that doesn't just because there are no good situations that doesn't mean you get to like get away with murder, right? Like it just it, it makes no sense. And like if you applied the neocon standard of like uh, their morality to any type of like domestic policy issue, everyone would see this would be monstrous, right? Mm. Everyone would see them as murderers. Like it, it, the the example I like to use if you had like a serial killer who was like um, running and hiding. For, uh, from police inside of a mall right and then you then like dropped a hellfire missile on the mall killing everyone inside this mall and the serial killer we wouldn't say oh well look they were aiming for the serial killer that yeah. would not fly mission the, accomplished right, that, right. <laughs> that, that would just not work and then any attempt to like call for your arrest or something and they'd be like hey why are you defending the murderer right it makes no sense right it, it would make no sense in any type of domestic situation but but even in that it, I, I was stunned by their unwillingness to use an analogy, use a comparison to get yeah. them to think differently about it. They're just like, that's not the same thing. And you're like, yeah, I know. Yeah, analogies are not the same thing. That's the <laughs> point of analogies is that they're not. If it, if it were the exact same thing, I wouldn't be using another example that's to try right. and get you to see my perspective. I that's would just right. be saying the same thing over and over again, you fucking moron. I mean, yes. <laughs> I, I was... I was stunned by how incapable of uh, grasping an analogy is for them. Yeah. Like, they're, I, I, isn't it just mind blowing that these people controlled our government for a decade? Yeah, like, or it's, longer. It's cra- yeah, it's crazy, right? Like it, it's Twenty years, probably nineteen ninety to to two thousand ten. Yeah, they they pretty pretty vocally controlled the government regardless of whether or not they had much popular support, which they mm-hmm. had a decent amount, especially after 9-11, but mm-hmm. they really controlled our government for a very long time. And now, I, I yeah. mean, I, I wouldn't say that they don't anymore, but uh, you know, in, 
they don't they didn't I, have to hide it for about 20 years they were just out I mean, in the open it was their wild. actions destroyed the middle east right yes. it's like like and these people are just like and you talk to them and like and that's not to say maybe that all neocons are like this but it's like oh, these people in my opinion are dunces right they they can't think any type of crit any uh critical thought at all and then you, as you were saying before with the analogies right it's like whenever i would give them an analogy it would they would say well that's a false equivalency well for one a, a comparison and analogy is not an equivalency for one right, right. That, that's not the like if you're making an equivalency you're not making an analogy by definition so when right. you say false equivalency that that doesn't mean anything that <laughs> it did not make the point you thought it made right <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. It's just insane. And, and uh, I, to go back a little, right? So this all happened after I made uh, a tweet that uh, oh, yes. uh, was the, uh, the legendary the John one. one. <laughs> yeah, I said that John McCain's tumor saved more uh, more Middle Eastern lives than any politician or president has in the last 30 years. And and then I, I got like these neocons attack me. And it, this was when I thought they were trolls. I thought, okay, they're just trolling. They're, you know, or reactionaries at, at most, right? And it was like, no, these people are actually serious they're true believers and it was wild they really love john mccain well i you know i gotta say it's not just the neocons that love john mccain they're oh, they're yeah. the neoliberal establishment and also yeah. you know a huge swath of blue-pilled people regardless of their political ideology mm -hmm. have been completely convinced that john mccain was a hero and yeah i think that that's the one thing that i really I use as a litmus test for a libertarian or, or anarchist fellow traveler right. is to just ask them their opinion on John McCain. And it's like, yeah, if it doesn't consist of, you know, millions of dead bodies, right. like I don't, I can't even begin to speak to you, you know, like, yeah. like you don't, you don't know anything about John McCain's legacy. If, if you think that his time, you know, in the, uh, I forget what they used to call it, the Hanoi Hotel or whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If you think that that's the the beginning and end of his of his life story, uh, right? It's just amazing. But that dude was almost the president of the United States. Like it's yeah. fucking crazy how close and during we came his campaign, to it. he's he was singing "Bomb, Bomb, Bomb, Iran." Yeah, and during his campaign, right? And he almost got it. Yeah, like he, yeah, it was, it was wild. Joyously yeah. singing that song, like, yeah, and and laughing hysterically after. I mean, to to me, he is the right wing's version of hillary clinton you know yeah, just oh, like yeah. total war hawk total fucking bloodthirsty monster yeah. that for some reason the the general population of this country has been duped or indoctrinated or yeah. whatever you want to call it into believing that they are noble creatures that are you know yeah. public servants in some form or fashion and i just i just feel like it couldn't be further from the truth i mean those those two people are at the top of my list for like straight to hell <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and that's the most infuriating part, right? It's like, it, it, it's not enough that, you know, we live on a prison planet full of cops. It's that <laughs> your, your neighbors all celebrate this, right? That's, right. that's the worst part. To that me is the worst part. Mind, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Well, that per perfect example is with these lockdowns. It's like, it's, it's bad enough that you have the government and local politicians uh, dictating how we can live, but then to have your neighbors be a snitch. Right. It's just that's like, right. oh, yeah. Yeah. This is like, it, it, at least like if you were living under a mafia or something or some mafia or warlord walked into your town, you could at least generally take some comfort in knowing that you had solidarity with your community. Right. Mm -hmm. But there, but uh, with the state, that's not true. 
that's just that's not how it is, right? Most people do favor or at least uh, acquiesce to your subject subjugation, right? It, it it's wild. It's yeah. kind of like, sorry for the black bill, but that's kind of you know that's that's just kind of no, how it is. I, yeah. I I think that that was probably the hardest part of 2020 for me was to was just the revelation that so many people, so many of my neighbors yeah. support my slavery, you know, right. and, and, and yes. not just mine, but their own, you know, oh, like yeah. they love it. They want more of it. Yeah. They're upset that you fight it. They, I mean, it's right. That was probably the hardest thing for me to deal with in 2020 was not, not so much that my government got out of control because as a libertarian, I've predicted that for fucking <laughs> eons. Um, right. But the fact that the people, the, the American people, the people that I thought, you know, bled freedom to some extent right. were like, no, go in your house until we tell you you can leave. Yeah. And guess what? There is no end date on this directive. It's just right. like, just fucking do it and shut up, you selfish bitch. And I'm like, God damn it. I live with these people. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, you know, you say this and then it, it, it like people will take it out of context or they'll say, you know, uh, oh, how can you compare these? I'm not I'm not comparing these things directly, but it is. But False it equivalency, kind of, bro. Right, right. It does kind of give you insight into how like uh, fascist regimes rise, right? That's not to say that, you know, they're, I'm literally comparing what's happening with COVID to a fascist regime, but it's like, you know, no, this shows you how easily people go along. It just, it just, that's, that's the comparison. Yeah, no, that, that was actually one of my first tweets that went pretty viral. I said something to the effect of like, my entire life, I didn't understand how Nazi Germany came about. 2020 taught me. You know, yeah. like it did. I, I yeah. and you know, it's it's really easy when you're looking at a civilization that you that you're not a part of to be like, well, those people are different from us. So like, right. it probably wouldn't happen here. We value freedom. Germans right. didn't. You know, yeah. um, but then you you look around during you know a relatively benign virus, which ultimately that's what it is. It is, yeah. And and you see people respond with the most you know tyrannical outlook and it's just it's just yep. heartbreaking i just don't yeah. know how to put it any other way it's just heartbreaking it is yeah it's completely demoralizing in every way it, it's like it, it, like you look at these people and you realize because that's that's the great lie right the great lie is that the nazis were monsters and i mean i don't mean that they weren't bad people of course they were they're right. evil but they're not monsters in the sense that they're different from human beings right exactly. is that like people like to characterize these uh, people throughout history who have committed absolute tyranny as they are just psychopaths or sociopaths, which maybe they are, but may, you know, maybe most people are, are nowadays suffering from some, some form of sociopathy. I don't know, but it, it certainly seems to me that, uh, uh, you know, if you look at these people, it's like, no, these people, besides, if you look outside of their tyranny, they were actually, you know, they, they had families, they loved their families and all this. Right. So, so that's like the great lie. It's like when you talk about police, right. If you say like, uh, you know, all cops are bastards or something, they'll, they'll come at you. Well, no, I know this, you know, cop who, do, who is really nice. It's like, no, I'm sure all of them have families and, you know, the ones who aren't being their wives, I'm sure have, you know, good, <laughs> good relationships, but exactly. it, it's, it doesn't change the fact that, you know, they're committing, you know, evil outside yeah. of that. Yeah. No. And I, I think that your, your war with the neocons really proved that is that, yeah. You know, they they view themselves as good actors, you know, yes. regardless of the end result of their of their decisions, their behavior, their support right. that they lend to to genocide and all sorts of fucking atrocities across the globe. 
they still think that they're the good guys. And I think that that's an important lesson to take from all of this 2020, as well as your neocon battle is that, Mm -hmm. you know, we're not dealing in large part with people that are just evil. Like they are, they are misled or indoctrinated in a way that allows them to commit great evil, but do it with moral certitude, which might actually be more dangerous. Oh yes, absolutely. Right. And in fact, it probably is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's that? See, I'm going to but, uh, butcher this, but the C.S. Lewis quote where it's like, you know, no tyranny is worse than a tyranny, uh, you know, enacted for your own good or something like that. Right. right? That is that's uh, because they're so certain of their own moral like uh, um, truth. Right. So mm-hmm. there there's no like I am certain that these people have never thought of themselves that they might could possibly be a bad person. I don't yeah. think they've ever like that thought has ever entered their head. Yeah. And, and I that's think that's, my impression. that's very that's a very dangerous way to to go throughout life. Like, yeah, I think that that's the other thing about, um, ANCAPs, anarchists or mm-hmm. libertarians is that oftentimes in my experience, we're much more introspective people. Like we, yeah. we tend to look at our own foibles and, and moral pitfalls and conclude that like, because we're aware of our own potentials for great danger or evil, mm-hmm. um, we, we try to establish a system that wouldn't allow us to commit it, you know, whereas people that are confident in their moral goodness are like, well, obviously we can, we can establish a government that's, that's all powerful because as long as they implemented my moral framework, everyone would be better off. Well, it couldn't be further from the truth. You psychopath. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, and, and to, you know, to go even further and like, I, I used to be kind of like, uh, I used to pause before I would say this, but now I feel completely comfortable saying it. I do see neocons as fascists or fascist adjacent, like sure. like completely like um, one of them uh, or a couple of them I was interacting with was like, no, we actually need to like, um, like, like here's the thing about neocons. You can always be sure that they'll take the worst possible opinion out of every, any given topic you give them. Like, like, like you can test this, like ask them any type of question. And as an anarchist, you will be horrified by their answer. <laughs> any, any question. Like um, one of them was, uh, uh, I saw this one um, neocon talking about how we need to increase uh, the government, increase the police's, you know, military weapons and take away the citizens weapons. Right. That, that unironically, right. That was just the thing because, you know, every single opinion they have is terrible. There's not, I've not found a single one that I thought, oh yeah, that's pretty good. No. Well, I thought I thought the only thing that that they said that I agreed with to some extent was exactly when he when he brought up the North Korea thing. It's like, oh yeah, sure. it is tragic. You know, it yes. is tragic what's happening to the people of North Korea. I just think your solution would end up with them dead. You know, I just so, don't think that they're they're acting in good faith when they do that because obviously no, if your solution if your solution is you know we got to blow all these people up who are suffering, it's like, well, I don't think you really care actually. Yeah. Right. No, I, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Their, their perspective is so fucking slanted. Yeah. It's hard to even wrap my head around it. To be and honest. It's hard. It's hard to like, you know, convey how evil their opinions actually are. But these people do unironically, you know, favor nuking people. Like if it came to that, that's what they would do. Yeah. They, they would incinerate hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people for yeah. their, what they saw as right. Right. Yeah. It, it, it's insane. How did, how did you go? Uh, was it two weeks? Uh, it's been about a week at this point, I think. Okay, maybe, it feels like maybe an a little bit more. Yeah, I, I know. Time, time moves very strange on Twitter. <laughs> how, how have you done it for a week without losing your mind? Because I, uh, <laughs> I witnessed it for like, you know, 
maybe uh, 30 minutes here, 30 minutes there. You've yeah. just gone fucking nonstop with these psychos yeah. for a week. And I, I'm almost at my wits end just looking at it. <laughs> right. <you know? laughs> so for me, it's, it's kind of a way to like get it out there, get the stress out there kind of okay. deal. You know, it, it's, it's like a release valve, but it's also like when I, when I'm like interacting with them or debating them, I'm, I know I'm not going to change their mind. I'm trying to get them to openly admit the worst possible position they possibly can so they can expose themselves. Right. It's that, stunning. It's of, stunning how willing they were to do so. Yeah, they were. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like they walked right into it and they knew it. They knew what they were doing and they knew what I was doing and they did it anyway. It, it's Incredible. crazy. Well, it's, it's wild. I, I appreciate your uh, your fortitude. It, it has, oh, thank you. <laughs> it has really um, shed a lot of light on this all but dead ideology. And yeah. I think that uh, hopefully yours was the final nail in their coffin. Oh, thank you. Yeah. They do it's, not deserve any airtime moving forward. Yeah, I, I I do not know. I didn't even know they existed. That was I, I put out a tweet earlier. Like, it, I, it was, I was so horrified when I found out that these people, these young people, we're actually neo, unironic neocons. Right. That, that's like horrifying to me. Right. Because you can understand at least, you know, if, like if you're a boomer or something and that's what you grew up with. But we've had Ron Paul. Like th- this is, <laughs> we're, we're past that time now where you can't claim ignorance at that point. Right. Exactly. You know, especially at that age. I think he debated McCain. So they have. Yeah. I mean, he was on stage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They have stage. no, no excuse. Um, so after talking to the neocons, after experiencing 2020, I'd like to know what is your prognosis for civilization moving, moving forward? Where, oh God. where do you think we go? Um, oh God. how does it play oh. out? <laughs> well, it's going to be kind of like a black pill and a white pill at the same time. Right. So it's like, we're going to go further uh, down a very bad path in my opinion. But, um, so the way I like to describe it, right. Is that, you know, um, Throughout all of history, there you there've always been people who like the masses have always always uh, been on the side of like the current power regime that they've lived under, right? Almost always. Like you look at the abolition of slavery, you look at the American Revolution, the very very small percentage of people actually cared or stood up, right? right. They were either in support of the current system or they just acquiesced to it, right? That's the whole three so, percent yep, ideology, exactly. Yeah. So that is kind of a black pill for people. What the white pill is that more and more people are actually waking up, right? So the so we're still outnumbered, but our numbers are growing exponentially. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's the one reason to like remain hopeful. So it's like I do think it will get worse over time, but it's also like uh, the number of people that you can like um, uh, you know find camaraderie with uh, is actually growing. So while it will be worse, it'll be easier to weather in some sense, I think. So that's kind of like uh, my dualist point right there. Well, I, I totally agree with every point you made. I think that the the major concern I have is that as the, the beast of the state loses its stranglehold on civilization, mm-hmm. um, it's un, unlikely that they're going to go down without a fight. I think that the, the labeling of the Capitol protesters as terrorists and things of that nature uh, including no fly lists mm-hmm. and uh, open calls for drone striking Americans that right. were participants. Uh, all of this adds up to a very dystopic near-term future for us. Mm-hmm. Do you think that they back off of this plan or is this actually going to come about? I I actually don't think the state itself is going to do most of the heavy lifting. I actually think they're going to rely on the populace to do the heavy, heavy lifting Jesus for them. Christ. Right. Yeah. So like, it's like, I don't ever think we'll get to a point where 
drones are actually firing in American cities, right? I think that would, I think that would be the mask is completely off. And even people who were supporting it, supporting the state, a lot of them would just be like, no, we, we can't have this. This is too far. So maybe I'm too optimistic there, but th- no, that's I'm, kind of what I think. I'm going to, I'm going to take your word for it. Cause I, yeah, I need, I, I need that to be true. Right. But I, I do think that they are going to use um, other methods within their disposal. Like for example, the populace, I think what they're going to do is they're not going to actually necessarily treat like Americans as terrorists necessarily, but they'll certainly put that out there into the, you know, zeitgeist where it's like people, your neighbors will treat you act like you're a terrorist, right? Which, you know, may be worse in some sense. I don't know, but they'll certainly smear you and destroy your reputation of any kind. And they can certainly rely on corporations to like, you know, like cut off your bank account or close your bank account or fire you and certain like that. So I, I see that continuing. Definitely. I definitely see that escalating over like open state warfare. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I mean, it, it's going to be a while probably before they get to a point of deciding to, you know, actually use the military against the general right. population. Yeah. But in the meantime, um, you know, it seems like they are willing to virtually or perhaps literally excommunicate dissidents from society. Yeah, and, sure. And, uh, you know, I, if you know anything about the war on terror, you know, you know where that leads. You end right. up with, with people whose lives have been ruined, who can't bank, can't shop, can't hold a job. That's right. That decide to take justice into their own hands. And, yeah. and you know, even though I am an ANCAP and even though I think that this government deserves to no longer exist, mm-hmm. um, I am not exactly looking forward to having right. uh, thousands of terrorist attacks per year from my right. own people. So, yeah. yeah. Is that, am I, am I too blackpilled to think that that's where we're headed? Cause that sure is the um, vibe I'm getting. I don't think that's too blackpilled. Um, I'm not sure if that, I, I'm not sure the time uh, scale on when that will happen. I do think that's definitely a possibility though. Right. It's like blowback Pro- probably just... requires hunger before people go that Absolutely. route. But, but you yeah, know, I still yeah. see it coming is what I'm saying. Hunger or extreme like uh, ostracism from their neighbors right. and stuff like that. Like, right. Like if you get ostracized out of society to the point where even your own neighbors are looking at you as a terrorist for just having like different beliefs that that's extreme, that will radicalize people really quickly. Hell yeah. Right? As it and, should. And, and yes. Yes. So th- like with a lot of these, it's like a black pill, white pill combo, right. On some sense, like this is terrible, but there's also a silver lining in the sense that, you know, this will wake people up uh, exponentially faster. And I do mm-hmm. think that can be, you know, a, a good and bad thing. Right. So, yeah. right. You don't, you don't want people going out strapping suicide vests on themselves and, you know, blowing up a bunch of people, especially, you know, if they're innocent for doing anything, you do, you definitely don't want that. Right. No. But um, I don't need a whole bunch of Oklahoma city bombings. You know, that's just right. To, yeah. Just to make points. It's like, yeah, uh, I mean, but that's my concern is that, you know, you, you make someone desperate enough and you make them hopeless enough. And then they do desperate and hopeless shit. And, right. And it seems as if that's the, I mean, whether or not it's the intention, it sure fucking feels like it. Like it and feels I mean, like, like they're trying to drive people there. Yeah. It, it's just like with the war on terror, right? It, it's self-propagating. Like once they declare war on an idea and then they use this as a justification to go kill people, uh, often innocent people. And then that turns them into terrorists and they can say, look, we have more terrorists to kill. Right. And exactly. it's a cycle that keeps going on forever and ever. Well, I so, think it's, it's very, it's very analogous to the, to the, you know, war on white supremacy. That's allegedly yeah. everywhere now. It's like, yeah. it's, 
as far as I'm concerned, it's concocted out of whole cloth. And yet, yeah. and yet, you know, because it's, it's a disprovable assertion, you know, you're like, mm-hmm. these people have evil in their heart. And it's like, okay, well, I can't, I can't disprove that. So, right. <laughs> and every time, uh, you know, some white person gets to the end of their rope because they've been painted as, as a racist, even though they're not, and they mm-hmm. start to lash out, then they go, look at this, this white supremacy. It's That's like, right. it's just, yeah. it's fucking evil, man. Yeah. Whenever you declare war on an idea itself, you're going to create uh, terrorists who might hold that idea, or maybe they don't hold that idea, but people are going to view them as if they hold that idea. Mm-hmm. And then, and then it just, you know, as you, as we were saying, it just creates this self-fulfilling prophecy where it's like the radicalization will lead to violence and they'll use that violence as a justification to increase their, increase their, um, you know, strategy or increase, you know, their means, employ right. their means to uh, fight that. So yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's not healthy, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so I, I'm uh, ANCAP libertarian, and mm-hmm. and you're obviously an anarchist. Yeah. Um, I, I would love to know. You know, you followed me for a while. I followed you for mm-hmm. a while. Uh, from your vantage point, what what are the differences between us? Because I I don't see a ton, uh, but I'm sure there's some. So. Uh yeah i I don't think there is any, or if if so, they're very like very minor. Um, I the reason I don't use the term ANCAP is I've the term capitalism has always kind of like bugged me because it's like I um I kind of take the uh, Roderick Long opinion. He's a libertarian theorist. Uh, mm-hmm. For anyone who doesn't know, um, he kind of used like the term capitalism as an anti-concept, like in the sense that it it actually obscures meaning, right? More than right, it because it describes a, a natural event. It, yeah, almost. it is. Well, it, it describes it, like everyone who uses it has a different meaning when they're talking about it, right? So obviously, like obviously, the capitalism of that and caps promote, I absolutely support, right? Mm-hmm. But then people will also use capitalism to mean like this neoliberal order that we have right now. True. And then so when you, so like the re, it's like it's a non-starter. Like you're poisoning the well, in my opinion, the moment you talk about capitalism in a debate because it, before you even get there, you'd have to define like so many terms beforehand mm-hmm. that it's just going to clog up the debate right so i I tend to stick to like uh, just conceptual things without Mm -hmm. like using the words i think that's fair it's yeah yeah but at the same time i think that uh, anarchism carries the same um, it does that is true misconceptions and stuff so it's surprising that that you would avoid capitalism but yeah uh, run with the anarchist label because that's easily as no that is true that's (laughs) yeah no that is a good point i i guess i just feel i guess i feel more comfortable like uh uh, describing myself that way versus like getting into an economic argument. You know what I mean? That's fair. Yeah. I yeah. mean, e- econ and business is kind of my background. So that's probably mm-hmm. why okay, I, yeah. I embrace it more. Um, sure. Whereas, you know, the anarchist moniker, I, I'm kind of a newcomer to. I, okay. You know, I had been a libertarian for 20 years. So I, gotcha. I had never, I had never really labeled myself an anarchist simply because mm-hmm. I didn't think and I still don't think that it's actually practical in the sense that it's actually going to come about in my lifetime. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, sure. But in terms of like end goal, I, I right. think it's a perfectly fi- apt descriptor. You know, it's like, right. that, it's, that is what I want. So, yeah. And it's like, you know, it, the example I always use is we'll never, we'll probably never have a world without murder, but that doesn't mean we should, you know, just because that we won't, we don't support some murder or we don't sanctify some murder. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. No, totally. it, it's the same way. Yeah. Um, well, my my main frustration today and for the past few days has been actually for the past few months, if I'm being honest, has been the the libertarian willingness to defend what oh. I view as overt fascism. So I would like right. your your take on that. Uh, 
there are so many libertarians out there and maybe I'm, maybe that's a bit disingenuous. I don't know if there's so many, I don't, I can't really just tell you. There's, the number, there's but, enough that it bothers me. Let's just yes, say that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's a good, that's a good way to put it. There's enough that bothers me to where like you see, and you know, the type they are by the moment they like first type or talk, right? <laughs> like, like, you know, before they even like get through their sentence, the language they use is a dead giveaway of who these people are like like this goes back to your john mccain thing right like if you tell if you ask Mm. a libertarian give me your opinion on john mccain and they give you a big preamble then you know who you're dealing with right Right, right. they don't come out and say oh yeah he he's a mass murderer (laughs) (laughs) it's it's like you kind of know right and it's the same way with like uh everything that's happening now it's like yeah um if they come out and they tell you exactly what they think they're, they're probably, uh, you know, pretty red pilled in my opinion on this. Whereas if they give you this long explanation or if they just, you know, straight up defend it, then, well, uh, that, that's been, that's been the more disturbing occurrence yeah. in, in recent experience has been, you know, people that are, are genuinely pushing back against me saying that they're private businesses. And, and right. I, I can't even like, I, I have opted to debate a few of them. Um, but for the most part, I'm very short with them because I'm so fucking pissed. Yeah. And I just say, well, well, like, uh, for, for instance, the vaccine passports, you know, like right. they, the government is going to use private business to yes. prevent you from traveling unless you go along with their rules. And, and yeah. their rules will consist of you putting into your body a, yes. a untested, largely, um, you know, new innovation and and there's libertarians defending yeah, this like, yeah it, what it the drives fuck? me insane man like l- let me give it uh, this has actually been something that bothers me so let me give this example um I, I think the private versus public debate actually is a red herring in a lot of senses like it obscures a point um oh, it's kind of so like the like, capitalism issue it's too complex yeah, that's right so like um the example i give uh to get to the heart of the matter is like let's imagine we're in an anarchist society right Okay. And then you have these, these like firms who, uh, you know, just imagine any type of firm. And then you have a mafia, right? And the mafia goes around and starts coercing people, or it could be a warlord, whatever you prefer. Uh, They start going around coercing people. And then you find out that, oh, actually, some of these firms actually have contracts with the warlord or mafia, and they're, uh, you know, taking orders from them in some sense, or they're using means from orders from the warlord or mafia to then go impose on you. So you can say, well, it's a private business in in the sense that they're, well, their property is technically private, but... um, but their, their behavior and their contracts or how they're you know working with the yeah, state is not yeah, yeah. W- would we call them oh well they're abiding by the nap but i would say no they're not <laughs> they're, they're working with a mafia who is going around and coercing people right yeah. so a lot of these companies have contracts with the state uh big contracts with the state and uh they also go around and you know uh take orders from them in many senses right in, in, in an unbelievable amount of senses. Right. I mean, uh, it, it was funny. This, this guy was arguing with me this morning about how, you know, if, if a private company takes sales tax are, are, and you shop there, are you supporting fascism? And I was like, you know what? Kind of like, I mean, kind of, yeah, cause you're, you're, yeah. you're allowing, you know, this, this private business is basically obligated. And I get that that's the system that we function under. So I'm right. not saying they're evil or anything. I'm just saying that in a, in a sense, they are an apparatus of a fascist system where it's like right. they're, they're using government power paired with private and, business you know, to kind of, manipulate and control the people. Like that's yeah. kind of what it is. Yeah. And it's also like, you know, to go off that example, it's like, in some sense, it's like, 
if you buy a product that was made by a, a Uyghur in China in one of the camps, you are in some sense, you know, profiting off of some type of slave labor. You're you're benefiting from type of slave labor. Now right. that's not that I don't have a great answer for this, to be quite honest, but mm-hmm. it, it is true, right? To go back to your point. So yeah, in some sense you are supporting these things uh, by doing that. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean now that doesn't mean I have we have a great answer for it. No, but it, and, and it doesn't to consider. <laughs> and it doesn't excuse it. It doesn't it doesn't make it okay. It's just right. like it's just like, hey, this is what this is actually what's occurring. So, That's right. you know, I'm not going to defend it. Like, sure, yeah. I may participate in it because I need to fucking eat. But like, oh, it, and sorry for cutting you off. Sorry. No, uh, but, uh, one thing is, uh, it, it's like all these libertarians defending these corporations. It's it's like, do, I, I, do they understand that these people hate you? Like, like, no, they really they they get so much so many benefits from the state. They like, like, just think of all the corporations who been, who like uh, sent money to Ron Paul, for example, versus Mitt Romney or Barack Obama. Right. Right. That should tell you all you need to know right there. They don't want a stateless society. That's the last thing they want. They want corporate privilege. Yeah. So they are going to take orders from the state because that's who gives them the most benefit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, yeah. So you know, I, I, I try not to, to assume their, their perspective of the general population uh-huh. simply because I think that there are some, you know, billionaires and capitalists out there that, that do not hate the people, oh, they, sure, but sure. they are self-interested. You know, it's like, yeah. it's like, yeah, of course, if I was a, in an industry that was protected by government, you know, patents and mm-hmm. all sorts of other layers of regulations, minimum wage, yeah. everything, everything that's out there that benefits my business, I might support it. I, I still might love, you know, the American people, but I, mm-hmm. I'm getting, greatly enriched by participating That's in the right. system. Yeah. Um, whereas there are billionaires out there that I think genuinely do hate the people. And I think mm-hmm. that Bill Gates is one of them. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So, you know, it's, it goes both ways, but oh, yeah, yeah. The, the overall point being that, you know, this is, this is a very deeply fascistic model for yes. a society and to have, to have libertarians of all people right. running cover for these businesses while they start to implement, you know, all sorts of, um, basically like entry exams to be yeah. able to, to do business, it's fucked up. And yeah. like, you don't, ha- I, I don't have to have an answer for it either. It's like, right. but I'm not going to fucking run cover just, for it or yeah, say, don't this carry is good. water for these people. Yeah. That, that's, you don't have to do anything. Just do, at the very least, do not carry water for them. Right. Yeah. That, that's all. Yeah. Like, it's that's a very, it's a amount. very low level ask. Don't right. run cover for fascistic shit. Okay. Right. Like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Yeah. And, and, you know, to, to kind of go off the, you know, the, well, they're a private company bro type argument. It's like, okay, even if you believe that they're just, they're just abiding by the nap, which in a lot of cases, I don't think they are because of how intertwined they are with the state. But besides for that point, let's just say they are a private company that does not mean that you have to support what they're doing, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, you could be within your rights and do something terrible, right? Like you, like a person could commit suicide and that's within a person's right. That does not mean that therefore we should support that person committing suicide. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, so, or, or heroin. We support yeah. we support drug legalization, but we don't want everyone to be a drug addict. It's like- That's right. It's like, on. you don't have to support these things. You can say, hey, that's really terrible what you're doing and you should stop. Yeah. Right. You, that's perfectly fine that yeah. there's nothing wrong with that in fact that's part of the free market like yeah. like the idea that uh you know I, this is also a thing right some libertarians um act like if you're not pro-business in the sense that you're not pro all these businesses doing what they want at any time then you must hate 
the market. But no, that's not true. The, the feedback people give to these businesses is also a part of the market. Right. So, well, and, and it's utter nonsense because like back when I remember in like 2007, I had Netflix and they switched to mm -hmm. streaming only. Yeah. And I canceled my account and I was pissed about it. That doesn't right. make me anti-capitalism. It made right. me fucking pissed at their business model that was shifting before I was ready to shift along with them. Like, right. does it, what the fuck? Like, I, yeah. I don't even understand this argument. And the worst part is these libertarians are actually falling into the stereotype that like left anarchists have that they're I just pro-business. That's what, that's what <laughs> makes me so mad. It's Stop, like, cause all, all we have to do is be principled, but like in the genuine, like the actual, I don't know, yeah. Rothbardian view of, of anarcho-capitalism right. as opposed to the, the left libertarian view of it, yeah. where we are just carrying water for billionaires. Right. Like, we're not supposed to be carrying water for billionaires. That's yes, right. I really support innovative people that bring a product to market that makes them un unbelievably wealthy. Yeah. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. I and, also hate billionaires that use the government to keep right. out competition and blah, 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 blah. Like this that's is right. just fuck. Just think a yeah. little bit more broadly, please. Yes, exactly. A hundred percent. And it, it's, <laughs> it's infuriating because like speaking of Rothbard, like uh, Rothbard has this uh, piece, I think it's like the home, homestead and confiscation principle, I think it's called. Uh, it's this great piece. And he's, he's straight up talking about like how, yeah, if you have these corporations working with the state, they should be nationalized and turned over to public interest, right? So whether you agree with that or not, uh, Rothbard is definitely not, uh, did not give off any type of, yeah, oh, they're just a private company, bro, to the, these right. types of things, right? So I, I think people need to read a little more Rothbard before yeah. they, you know. And, and, and you know, I, I think that he would be using uh, you know, the self-interest of the entrepreneur to prevent them from doing exactly that. It's a, it's right. a market me mechanism to keep, you know, crony capitalism from taking over where it's like if you decide right. to get in bed with business or in, in bed with government as a private business mm -hmm. then you are no longer you know treated as this noble right. entrepreneurial enterprise and yeah. and the people shouldn't view you that way either and that i mean perfect example i I respect the hell out of Elon Musk. I think he's brilliant. Sure. I think he's innovated yeah. in a way that's really amazing. Um, but at the same time, I'm sick of hearing libertarians talk about him as if he walks on water because right. his his entire business model, for anyone that doesn't know out there that's listening, his entire business model is is essentially, you know, floated on the backs of all sorts of, uh, you know, green tech and mm -hmm. and uh, stimulus and and just general largesse from the government and and like I don't blame him for taking advantage of it but at the same time let's not pretend that he's he's innovating in a way that is sustainable I mean if right. it weren't for these government programs Elon Musk would not be a thing I mean he right. is he is just dominating on the back of of tax credits and things yeah. of this nature and and yeah. libertarians don't seem to have a problem with it I'm like That's the right. fuck like this is a and, really big issue and we're supposed to be against you know, right. government picking winners and losers. And it feeds into the stereotype that what we have now is capitalism and that libertarians are just pro neoliberalism essentially. Right. Cause that's like right. one of the big left anarchist critiques is that you guys are just like neoliberals and they're corporatists or whatever. And it's like, I, I spend so much time fighting these arguments and then I have some libertarian actually like, you know, becoming what I was actually arguing against. And it's just like, <laughs> man, don't do that. It's yeah. Just, yeah, I mean, and 
and I just to double back, I really genuine, I am an entrepreneur. I am oh, a yeah. business owner. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I am tremendously pro free market capitalism, yes. which we haven't had in my entire fucking life and not even right. close, not even right. fucking close. And we're a million miles away from free market capitalism. If That's we right. were, if we were somewhat close to it, I would probably just bite my tongue and be like, uh, who gives a fuck? It's so much better Absolutely. than it used to be. But and it's not. It's worse than it's ever been. And we should yeah. talk about it because it is giving capitalism a black eye. If you care yeah. about free market capitalism, you need to be the one that's that's, that's standing right. up and saying this isn't what we want. This isn't yeah. what we defend. And this isn't what we believe in. Because if you don't, you allow the left to to control the narrative and paint, right. paint the downfall of this system as a failure of capitalism when you and I both know damn well it isn't. That's right. And like, here's the thing, right? Is that you can both support, like you can think Amazon is a great service. I'm glad it exists. And also say, um, this company would not exist in a free market and how it does now, <laughs> right? You right. know what I mean? So the, both these things can be true. You can yeah. say, well, you know, I, I love what this product, uh, what like the product Amazon is made, uh, you know, creating through the, these shipments, but it's like, they also wouldn't exist at the size they are, you know what I mean? Without the state. Fucking so, not yeah. even close. Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and, and there's oh, always downsides too, to, to, you know, companies that, that get this kind of governmental protection in mm -hmm. that you know they have they have crushed mom and pop businesses yes in in mass and it's like yeah. i care about that too you know like yes. you have to you have to stop being so i don't know just linear yeah. in thought like you have and, to be able to view these these things from different angles and be like right. yes it's great that i can get whatever the fuck comes to my brain in the middle of the night by tomorrow <laughs> that's morning right. that's awesome but simultaneously our economy is almost completely dependent on a handful of companies and right. like are you good with that because oligopolies right. are fucked up so like yeah. maybe you should talk about it yeah exactly yeah that that's that's the perfect way to put it, it it's like you know i think when be, like here's the thing right is that all the free market is, all the like free market capitalism in the ANCAP sense is to people, is just human actors uh, buying and selling or abstaining from buying and selling or using their resources in any way vo they voluntarily wish, right? And once Pretty you, simple. yeah, like, and, and that's a huge wide range of like um, associations and arrangements that could take place in a free market, right? A huge amount, things yeah. we haven't even conceived of, right, currently. And, 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 and couldn't. Yeah, exactly. Because there's always going to be someone who has a, you know, a pet peeve and they're going to use that pet peeve as an entrepreneur to go out and, you know, break the old establishment and essentially create something new out of the chaos. Yep. Uh, that's what entrepreneurs are. They're chaos agents and yep. they break up the old ways of the market that are slow and dying. And, and that's what's so beautiful about it. Yeah, it's excellent. Absolutely. So when, so like when libertarians go out and they defend this like thing of capitalism, they're really hurting their own ideology that they claim to support. They're really damaging it. It's, it's like not even a joke, right? It's not like, I don't even want to laugh at it because it's like, it's really harming your brand. Yeah. It's, it's doing massive damage. I to think, it. I think that's exactly why, uh, I don't know about you, but, uh, you know, myself and a handful of others, yeah have have railed so strongly against the loser brigade because it's like oh yeah like God. those those people don't represent us and that's that's the no. whole reason that i i go after them so hard it's like and i heard dave smith on um mm -hmm. i think it's naturalist capitalist show and and he made a, a really good point that it's like i take it more personally when it's someone from my own camp that is yes fucking shit up you know like yeah I need I need someone who's in my camp are allegedly arguing my beliefs to get it right. And if That's you right. don't, 
I, I'm going to be particularly vicious towards you because right. you're really fucking my shit up, you know, like right. <laughs> to put it bluntly, yeah. like you're really ruining our chances here and yeah. we don't have many chances left. And that's why I take it so seriously. It's and, like, and just, and uh, just one more point. The, oh, yes. Additionally, how, how they are attacking the handful of people that are actually making headway when right. the entire apparatus is stacked against us and you have a handful of guys like Pete Quinones and, mm -hmm. and Eric July and Dave Smith oh, yeah. and a handful of others that are actually fucking getting a yep. real audience and you want to tear them down like right. when, they're, when they are exceptionally good messengers for our fairly archaic unknown belief system like right please for the love of God. If you could do better, do it, but like stop just, tearing down these guys. Fuck. At the very least, just shut up, right? Yeah. That's, a, that's, a, that's the bare minimum. <laughs> like, yeah, and, right? if you're gonna make, and if you're going to have a critique, at least let it be valid. That's all I ask. Like, if right. you're going to call, you know, people call Eric July racist all the time. Right. They right. call him a white supremacist. He's a black guy from the South. What are you fucking talking about? <laughs> and these are white, these are, you know, pasty white motherfuckers that are libertarians know, yeah. that are calling him it. And I just, yeah. I, these people, I need to fight. I want yeah. to fight you, dude. Yes. Like, you're terrible. You're a yeah. terrible person. Stop and it. <laughs> this is how I define like a blue pilled libertarian from a red pilled libertarian is that the blue pilled libertarian desperately want it's like their highest goal to be embraced by the masses and the powers that be. That yes. that's in my like right. So like every single one of these people are uh, they all they care about is aesthetic, right? Like all their criticisms are aesthetic. That's yes. all they are. Yeah. They're like, well, we don't feel like you are, uh, you know, saying the message in the right way that we want you to say it, right? Exactly. Even though, even though their message gets them one point one four percent in the, you know, in the uh, election, you know. But it's like, oh, oh no, no, they're going to recruit BLM, bro. Just, just wait. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Any second now. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. Like they, on, on every level, they're wrong. They, their their tactics have been wrong. Their messaging has been wrong. The people they attack is wrong. The way they attack them is wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't think of anything positive about them. And, right. and the crazy thing is they probably agree with me on 85% of my ideology. And yet, and yet they, they hate me. They yeah. think that they think that anyone that, that, you know, doesn't prioritize SJW talking points yeah. is a bigot. And well, it's like, it couldn't be further from the truth. But yeah. I, at this point, I'm just so pissed. I don't even care to to dissuade you to my worldview. I just want you out. You know, like that's, that's I'm kind of at the end of my rope, so to speak. Right. Well, they, they prioritize aesthetic over principles, right? That's mm -hmm. the, like, they care much, much more about how they're viewed by other people than they do sticking to their principles, which in my opinion, I find that if you stick to your principles and you're just hardlined, you're saying, no, this is what I believe, you will attract the right people, right? It's about attracting the right people and not the most people, which they yes. can't even attract the most people. No, they can't do so either. They, yeah, can't they can't attract the right people, the most people. They can't attract any people. They like, have nobody. Like, I'm not a big, uh, I'm not a big fan of like the, a political strategy i'm not against it i'm not going to like lash out against it if people if it's going to work but it's like i so i i'm not i don't even think it like the like i support the mises caucus in the sense that i want these people to lose i want the people who are in the party right now to lose i don't right. know if that's going to get a big political victory but at that point i kind of don't care i just want these people out yeah like, I, no that's that's exactly how i feel about it yeah. too and and honestly if they if if once we're you know the controlling force in it and mm -hmm. and they find that we're actually not all the repulsive, you know, accusations that they levy against us. And they decide that, you know, perhaps that they can get along with us. Fine. You know, more power right. to you. I, I, I honestly, I don't have any, like, I, I would be able to forgive and forget if they were to just stop, you know, like yeah. that's, 
That's really how where I'm at because because like you were saying, it comes down to principles. My principle is that I want the wars to end. Yeah. That's what yeah. I fucking care about. And then on top of that, I would like to not be enslaved in my house. That's and right. On, and then on top of that, I would like to not have half of my money stolen from me every year. Like right. there are principles that are much more important than this petty shit. But yeah. if you are getting in the way of my principles, you become a priority to me. And, right. and that's where that's where I'm at at ends, you know, or at yeah. uh, loggerheads with them. Absolutely. Amen. Like, and you know, you can tell like, this is my big problem with the LP in general. And the, these types is that they rail so hard against the people who I see, like, even if you don't agree with them, you like, you can obviously see that these people are the ones standing on principle, like the, you know, the Dave Smith, uh, you know, like, like, whether you disagree with him or not, you can obviously see that, you know, he is standing on his principles. Yes. Uh, and, and, you know, it's like, like, like the biggest thing to me is like, I can't recall a single, like, uh, like loser brigade member or like uh, even the, like, well, like I shouldn't say even they're obviously included is like the LP national Twitter account, for example. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't remember a single instance where they've called any of these politicians mass murderers no. or against the world. I can't think of a single tweet where they openly called, you know, like uh, John McCain or anyone, a, a horrible person. <laughs> right? I, I, I remember very infrequent times where they've even, you know, railed against the lockdowns, which as far as I'm concerned is the most, you know, anti-libertarian thing that I've, I've experienced in my life in, in terms of in the homeland, you know, not domestically. Not, yeah. Not, yeah. Not overseas. Yeah. And uh, you know, that, that to me is literally why I'm getting involved in the LP is because sure. I was so fucking pissed that they right. that they didn't defend my business my freedom here you know it was right. it, it's bad enough that we kill you know millions of people overseas for no reason yeah but now you're fucking with like my actual family you know like right like where why is there not a greater level of rage like why why am i having to you know essentially redirect my career path to get involved with this shit because i'm mm-hmm. I, I get no assistance from the people who are supposed to represent the libertarians like the people that care about freedom when there's no one else that cares about freedom y'all yeah. are the ones that are supposed to fucking do it and instead of yeah, like going hey we've been locked in our houses for months you're like uh you have to be anti-racist like come on like you have to be able to right. fucking prioritize these things not to mention the fact that all of the libertarian platform consists of things that would benefit the black community regardless of whether or not you pandered to them like right and that should be enough accusations of racism i don't see any proof for right None. it's like like at least give me that like yeah. at the very least like if you're gonna throw that accusation out there give me something well the, the right? big it's... the big the big you know smoking gun is that dave smith isn't antagonistic enough with some of his guests that he has on and it's <laughs> right. like it's like okay I, I honestly agree to some extent. I don't think he was antagonistic enough when he had sure. on a few yeah. of these, uh, you know, actual white nationalists that were talking right. about, you know, really fucked up tyrannical shit. And, mm-hmm. and, but that's a very, again, it comes down to principles and priorities. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't, I, I personally would have gone after them a lot harder. That's, yeah. that's my nature. Maybe Dave didn't feel that way. Maybe he's trying to appeal to their audience who is listening for the first time. Dave could right. have a, have a million totally legitimate, and honest, non-racist reasons for treating those people decently. Yeah. But, but to assume that 
a, a Jew from fucking New York whose best friend is a Puerto Rican is a is a deep seated racist is fucking crazy. Like yeah. th- you're genuinely crazy at that. It's point. all a bunch of you know white people saying that this is cra- yeah. you know that's the wildest thing. That that is the craziest that's part wild. about it. I mean, it really is. Right. It's just all these all these white dudes like just exactly what you'd expect the LP to look like, and yeah. and and they and they want Maj Ture kicked out they want Eric July kicked out they, you know, they want uh Hotel Jesus kicked out like they are the segregationists amongst us as far as I'm concerned because they're it's, they're more interested in in virtue signaling than they are in actually accomplishing anything and for right. that I need them to not exist anymore. and also they, they're they're apparently not upset that Nick Sarwark said he would vote for Dick Cheney or Hitler if he was on the LP ticket. Like, I'm sorry, that is way more offensive to me than anything I've heard on Dave Smith's show. Like, what, like, infinitesimal. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, by, that's like, by a billion, like, dude. But yeah, like, there's not even a second. There's not even a second place. It, it's like, it's like, that is, like, heinous. Like, that. that's really, like, I'm sorry, you like, how people didn't just, like, eject him from the chair like after that immediately I know. insane i know it really it really blows my mind i mean almost everything that comes out of nick sarwak's mouth is <laughs> is infuriating to the point of like psychosis like he he genuinely drives me crazy but yeah. i i actually i actually wanted to ask you do you have you felt gaslit from this year because i have felt totally gaslit oh, absolutely. from absolutely everything absolutely 100% okay. like like i think like whenever I read a news story about like, you know, now it's like the double mask, right? It's like, okay, um, they're messing yeah, double mask. That, that, that alone is like, oh my God, I it's live like, in, boy, I, I, you I know, am this, in this an asylum or I need oh, to be in one. You know, this would have been really good knowledge to know if this worked to a year ago, <laughs> right? Like, it's like, wow, if this actually works, this would have been really good to know last year, right? Yeah. And it was really breaking out. You remember well, when hundreds of thousands of people were dying and we were all wearing right. one mask and they weren't doing right. anything? Yeah, that like, would have been nice to know. Yeah, exactly. Right. Oh, wow. Thank you. <laughs> Two masks. Oh, well, why not three at that point? Right. You really want to be sure. <laughs> it's like, it's crazy. Well, and then and then you have a vaccine that comes out that, that I, I looked it up today and I think there's been 65 million doses of vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um, that have been administered, whether or not that means they're in their arms or not. I think it does. Cause I think administered. I think the administered. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what it means. In the subject. Um, so, so that would mean to me that you have had enough vaccines to easily yeah. give two doses to any human being in America that is uh, considered at risk, you know, right. 70, 70 plus years old. That's right. Or has um, underlying health conditions. Like all these people should have got the, got the vaccine. Yeah. So if that's the case, I mean, if there's enough and you haven't deployed it that way, well, then fuck you. You're you're fired. You're not allowed to control the shit anymore. That's right. And and if you if you have not done it that way, and you're gonna just pretend as if like I, they're, they're talking six, seven, eight years from now before they say that we're gonna be able to go back to normal. I've read fucking articles that Remember say. Remember when it was two weeks to flatten the curve? Oh, bro, bro, we're 330 days in. It yeah. was supposed to be 15. I'm right, like. I don't know how anyone like I honestly I think that that's been the other thing that's been the most mm-hmm. uh, both both white pill and black pill simultaneously is yeah. like it's white pill to to imagine that like all of this insanity has happened and we haven't had more people go postal it's like wow people yeah. are much stronger than I gave them credit for but then the black pill side of me is like why aren't more people shooting up shit like <laughs> why is I mean, it, why are people not losing their minds I don't get it 
to darken your white pill them also might just be cowardice too you know what i mean yeah. or, or just some like <laughs> that's true like it, it's like uh you know they they take uh you know obedience as a virtue and anyone who stands against you know the current system they view as evil type yeah. deal right? right so it's like it, it's like a way for them to moralize their own cowardice in my opinion in a lot no, of ways no that's lar- that's largely true i'm just saying it's it's amazing that there hasn't been oh, more yeah. of it you know like i like, agree yeah because we i mean we had mass shootings at schools like right all the time you know like it would happen a couple times a year practically right and and now it's like everyone's staying home and you know you now now instead of killing you know strangers people are just killing themselves it seems like and i, I guess that's an improvement but it's and not, if you, not really and if you ever bring up the cost like I, I, what was it like it was i don't even remember the statistic and i wish i did but it was like it was last year and it was like in i think like even the summer like june or something and it was like 25 percent uh like suicide attempts or suicide thoughts of suicide were up like 25 percent across the population it was some crazy it was huge yeah it was a mat like one in four or something it was massive yeah and it was like if you ever bring that up to these people they'll just say oh you're just trying to you know guilt trip or something like that but yeah what are they doing they're saying if it it saves one life yeah if if you leave your house you're trying to kill a grandma (laughs) yeah i mean you yeah. can't you can't use the if it saves just one lifeline and then then say that no, I'm guilt tripping you. Come that's on, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I mean yeah. that that that's the thing that that really blows my mind though is that the parents in particular who have lost children to suicide yeah. during this period, I like, I don't know how you don't lose your mind. Like I don't that's know right. how you don't do something totally terroristic because yeah, if if I were to have lost my kid now, granted I'm I'm in a very uh, you know, blessed position economically mm-hmm. where I could probably put them in private school and things like that. But most people can't. And, right. And those are the people that I'm really fighting for with the, yeah. with my anti lockdown tirades is that I realize that like, yeah, I could probably function in this system if I had kids right now and, and keep them safe and keep them happy and healthy. But mm-hmm. most people fucking cannot. And, yeah. and it's just, there's just a complete lack of, ferocious anger that exists in the yeah. the media space the talking head space the news space like no one seems to talk about it no one seems to care there are people right. losing their minds and and killing themselves children for god's sakes and and it's just it's like we're back in 2002 with the war in iraq people yeah. just don't fucking care and no, it's they don't it's like if the media doesn't tell them about it it's not even happening it's That's really right. it's really yeah. scary dude yeah yeah it's like and you know kind of going back to a black pill is like the libertarians will defend the lockdowns and they will and they will absolutely trash any type of person who dares uh you know like rebel even slightly against the state mm-hmm. that, that's crazy isn't it like like if you just think about that like the libertarian party is defending the state when when all these terrible things they're doing right now it's like i like if it is like did you see the lps tweet like when they stormed the capitol do you remember that i I, I don't have it offhand but it was like they were decrying the violence and they were wishing everyone in the capitol safety yeah yeah, it was like you know (laughs) these people are fucking war criminals what are you talking about murderers and thieves and and they're responsible (laughs) like like that's the thing right it's like these people, I, I, I'm not, I, when I say this and I, I've said this on Twitter a couple times, it's like, I'm not being hyperbolic. I mean this quite literally. These right. people are mass murderers, thieves, and mass incarcerators. 
Yes. Like, like, like they are horrible human beings by every metric that we would apply to anyone else. For the life of me, I can't understand why you would even have to clarify that you mean it literally. It is so obviously truthful that that's (laughs) exactly what they are. Like, yeah, some of them, no. You know, Thomas Massey's a good guy. Right. I believe that. But that doesn't change the fact that overall, you have 535 fucking blood-soaked monsters that rule over us. That's the truth. So That's right. Hello. yeah. And it's like, you know, Nick Sarwark even went out and uh, was like either, I don't know if making fun is the right word to use, but he was like kind of downplaying the woman who got killed, oh, Ashley dude. Babbitt. That, I, I, I went I almost mental. got suspended for that. Yeah. yeah I, I almost did too, because I, I almost like, I, I, I held back what I was going to tweet to him, but it was, it was not. It was not good. Like, like you're defending a cop murdering a woman. That's what you're doing right now as the former LP chair. And then the current LP chair later came out and said, oh, she's not actually a libertarian. Which Dude. she never, mind you, she never claimed to be a member of the LP. She claimed to be a libertarian. And yet right. he's speaking for her personal beliefs after she just got murdered by a cop. Right. I was irate. I oh, dude, I know. I, it, was, it was Henchman, I believe is his name. And, yeah. and I was... I mean, I wanted I wanted nothing to do with the LP after that, I, or, yeah. or or I wanted to completely dominate them in a very yeah, vicious right. prison like fashion because right. I I mean it's just so fucking embarrassing. Like the LP, yeah. first and foremost, you shouldn't be concerned with the safety of Congress. Sorry, you shouldn't, because who gives right. a fuck? Let's That's just right. be honest. None of us actually care about the safety of Congress if you're a real right. libertarian. And, it's, and, it, and they tried to say, you know, well, they were trying to insult Trump as a dictator. For one, there's no chance that ever would have happened. There's none. There's no chance those groups of people would would ever have staged like like they're trying to compare it to like a military coup in other countries. That's not how that works. That no. was not a military coup for one. And, and Trump uh, called for it to be peaceful, like open and shut right. case. But also, it's like you know these you're going to defend you're going to carry water for these people, these monsters who are hiding in fear from these people. No, like no, don't just their, stop. their lives have been ruined over the past 10 months like yeah. regardless of why they did it i, I exactly. think that was that was the hardest thing for people to understand when i wasn't upset about the fucking right. speech it's like it's like okay yeah i don't agree that it's like necessarily a good idea tactically but yeah. i can completely agree with the emotion behind it and exactly. i'm certainly not going to fucking demonize them or say that oh ashley babbitt isn't one when, of my people like when, this fucking woman went and risked her life because she was yeah. so upset over how sick the system is god fucking bless ashley babbitt that's yeah. how i feel about exactly. it if i'm being Amen. totally honest yeah me too and and also like I didn't complain, like, like, I don't necessarily agree ideologically with BLM, but I didn't complain when they burned down that police station. Exactly. Right? That's a good, that's it's a really like, good analogy. It's like, I'm not going like, I, I was like, oh yeah, you go, right. I'd rather they had done more of that to be quiet. If I can fed post a little rather than, <laughs> uh, rather than, you know, bring down businesses. I wish they would actually have kept going at the actual enemy. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, that's all that's, I think that's been the, the hardest thing to convey to people is like when I, when I rail against the BLM movement, mm-hmm. it's it's largely because I actually care about the things that they claim to value. And right. I don't think that they're doing it in the right way or they're yeah. being misled by a really sick organization. It's like, right. I desperately want the people to be freed from prison. You know, right. like all of us, and, regardless of race, I want us to stop being put in prison. Right. We live in a police state. It's fucking evil. We are yes. free and we shouldn't be living like this. And it's fucked up. And Black Lives Matter as an organization is all about, you know, equity and income inequality and all this right. other shit. And it's just like, okay, I, I, the reason I'm, a, yeah. I'm opposed to BLM is because I actually care about black right. people. How about that? 
How you like that? You know, call <laughs> right. me a racist. I'm anti-BLM and I love black people. Deal with it, you know? Right. And it's like, you know, going back to the, circling back to the LP for a minute, um, there was a, a tweet um, that one of my followers uh, sent me and it was like, they were all in support of the BLM riots, right? Which I'm not necessarily saying they shouldn't be. I'm not saying they should be opposed, necessarily come out and be strictly opposed to them. Mm-hmm. But it's like, let's be clear. They were, uh, a lot of these riots were burning down private businesses that had nothing to do with any of the violence committed against, uh, you know, black people across this country for decades, right? Okay, so they, they come out and they support the, uh, you know, BLM rights which i'm not even saying you know that that was the worst thing they did but the, the worst thing they did was coming out then against the capitol hill riot like exactly. like you're going to you know defend the blm rights was okay fine but then you're going to go out and uh uh you know uh, rail against the riot at the capitol that boggles my mind yeah that well I, I think just... it i think it just really hammers home the point that they aren't us that they don't yeah, represent no, us you know no. like just simply they don't and yeah and i don't know how it happened I, I don't really care. I just yeah. want it fixed. And like, right. you know, whether or not it's fixable again, I also don't really care because yeah, I'm that's a fucking right. libertarian and I'm not really interested in politics, but if there's going to be someone out there running with my name, you know, sure. which is a libertarian or an anarcho-capitalist or whatever you want to call me, yeah. I would like for them to be fucking messaging my actual beliefs because otherwise it's like the libertarians on Twitter, they're defending lockdowns or they're defending right. um, the, uh, the vaccine passports. It's like, you're yeah. you're hurting our cause because you're representing something that we don't and that's right like if you didn't ex- if the lp didn't exist i also wouldn't really care you know that's that'd right. be fun yeah. but if they exist and they're gonna message shit that i'm opposed to now i have a problem with it that's right and like i know some people like i and i don't even know where i completely stand on this i i i, I maybe i'm too conspiratorial here but it's like even if the even if the LP wasn't controlled opposition, uh, you know, uh, what else would they be doing differently? You know, if, if they yeah. if they were, yeah, exactly. Right. Like, so it's like <laughs> whether you are or you aren't, you are. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like the Spooner line with the Constitution. I, yeah. I mean, it really does feel like that sometimes. It's just, yeah. it's just you might as well not exist anymore, folks. Because um, that's right. They are really, they are really not doing us any good at all. And actually, mm-hmm. that was my last question for you. Uh, how how deep do you go down the conspiracy hole? Because uh, it seems to me that anyone who's a, a free thinker that goes down yeah. the anarchist or the ANCAP or the libertarian path um, is tends to be much more open minded. And mm-hmm. and you also end up kind of right. You, you you're seeking truth and you're seeking answers and you know That's you're right. being lied to. So oftentimes we end up in like some of us end up totally fucking Alex Jones doubt. And then that's right. Everyone else is in a spectrum yeah. of that. So I'm just curious where you're I think, at. I think, um, I, I kind of take more, like, I, I certainly don't agree with the people who think there are no conspiracies because that's insane to me. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> right. That is just like that. Like I would rather take the nuts who are just believe everything is a conspiracy <laughs> and believe every single conspiracy than the people who don't. Right? That's why I'm sy- like, sympathetic to the QAnon people. Even though yeah, I, think I am, you know, the idea that our government is run by satanic pedophiles is actually probably closer to the truth than the people who believe there are no conspiracies right now. <laughs> totally, going, <laughs> totally, totally true. Yeah. Right? So yeah. So it's like, uh, yeah, you shouldn't believe every single conspiracy. Uh, and you also should not believe that just because the state says something, that's a lie. Because then you're just being reactionary, right? You're not free thinking at that point. Because right. like what like what a lot of the thing, like the way the state um, operates is that they generally operate in half truths, especially with the media, right? They'll say something that's like, so to, like partially true, 
and also partially false or um, obscures the the real truth within within the statement, right? Yeah, and Fa- then Fauci has they, made a masterclass out of that this year. Yeah, and whenever you call them out on it, they'll just point to the true part, the obvious part everyone can see is true, and then they'll they'll use that to hand wave away the false part of the statement. Mm-hmm. So it, it's like uh, uh, you always have to be on guard not to fall into the trap of saying being reactionary and saying, well, whatever the state says or whatever these people say is a lie. Which you know, I, I'm not against having that mindset in general, but you shouldn't like you know just automatically assume, believe that in every case. Right. You should research it if you if yep. if you're Absolutely. of that belief. And yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I, I think that because you're being lied to probably more than you've ever been, mm-hmm. um, it's very easy to believe that everything is a conspiracy and that there's yeah. a very simple answer to all of this. I and I do think, think you're it... you're being lied to, right? I do think these oh, people yeah. are lying to you. <laughs> yeah. But my oh, point sure. is that if you believe that they're always lying to you, they're going to use that to lie to you more by, right. by with half-truths. Well, yeah. it's actually a well-known uh, CIA tactic. I That's forget, right. I forget what the operation is, but um, it's essentially to uh, implant, you know, absurd conspiracy theories into mm-hmm. genuine conspiracy theories That's that are right. on the right path to, to dissuade, you know, non-believers into considering any of it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you, you need to be both leery, but also cautious in a weird right. way. Um, you need to have the path set towards like, Oh, I think they probably, uh, they might, you should at least be always open to the possibility that these people are always lying to you, but not necessarily buy into it each time. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And, and don't assume that like every single thing is orchestrated on high. I mean, these are still people. They're still idiots. They're still, you know, they're dangerous idiots and they have more power than you. So don't don't, don't take them lightly, but it's also don't assume that like everything is orchestrated because some people get to the point of thinking like, like if it, if it snows, it's because of, you know, weather control. That's and it's right. Like, okay, yeah, well, I you think... know, maybe, but you might want to look into that a little bit first. Right. And it's also not just one big monolithic cabal. You know what yes. I mean? Like there's a lot of like within the state, there's a lot of competing agencies that don't like each other, for of example. Course. Right. So like, like, uh, yeah, they conspire, but often they conspire against other agencies within the state. So sometimes that can make it confusing for people outside looking in. Yeah. To like, when, you know, when I had yeah. Pete, uh, Pete Quinones on my show, it, that's exactly what he, he white pilled me accidentally accidentally with that because oh, yeah. I was asking him, you know, if, if these, you know, the WHO and the mm-hmm. WEF and all these uh, CFR, all these big organizations that are literally conspiracy <laughs> organizations, right. uh, do they, do they work in, in unison or, or in tandem or, or totally separate? And, mm-hmm. and he, he believes, and I, I I'm going to take his word for it because I, I respect him that he thinks that they're actually pretty strongly opposed to each other in many ways. So uh, yeah. the way the way I took that as a white pill is that if that's the case, it it gives us cracks with which we can, you know, rise up, we can grow through, you know, and right. And I think that that's it's good to remember that, like, as as daunting as this task is, as mm-hmm. overwhelming the odds, it is not unwinnable. Absolutely. And I mean, look, just look at the Revolutionary War. And I'm not saying I'm not trying to compare. I'm not making an equivalency, right? I am. It's an analogy. Uh, uh, is that that was one with maybe like three to four percent of people, like yep. three to four percent of the colonists who were actually active in it, like directly active in it. Very small number. Mm-hmm. Right. So and, and you look at like the abolition movement, it starts small. It, it continues to be small throughout, you know, uh, slavery, uh, and, and they eventually pull out a win. So it's like you, I, 
what I'm against is this idea that because you don't see a, a win in sight, that a win is impossible, right? You know what I mean? It's like if you had told people in like, you know, the 1840s that slavery would be abolished in like 20, 30 years, people would have laughed at you. It would have mm-hmm. been insane, right? So a lot of the times this these things can just happen sometimes. And that's not to say that you should be expecting it tomorrow, but uh, thing, the great things can happen unexpectedly to you like this. The yeah. like, yeah, U- USSR, USSR and the- that's right. In the 90s, I think, is a great example. If you yeah. if you had asked in 81 if they were going to fall within a decade, you'd be like, no way. That's, That's the right. second greatest power on the planet. <laughs> That's and, right. And uh, I really get the, I, I've, I've said this on my show a number of times, but I really believe that there are a ton of similarities between uh, USA and USSR. It, Absolutely. Just, it really feels like we are an empire on decline and, and mm-hmm. there's a chance there's a, it's a, perhaps it's a small chance. I don't know. Uh, but there is a chance that we have a peaceful breakup. And, mm-hmm. and I think that that's why, um, you know, I've, I've aligned myself with people like you and Michael Malice and others that, that manage to see hope even in the yeah. darkness, you know, oh, yeah. it, we need it. We need hope. Absolutely. And it's like, you know, and, and this is all something, right? Like you don't have to feel like you're outnumbered because here's the, here's the thing, right? This is my perspective. Um, I don't have, some people will take this as a black pill and I don't mean it that way. Um, I don't think you should be that, that um, uh, you shouldn't work towards trying to convince the masses that you're right. And, and what I mean by that is you don't need the masses to be on your side. Yes. You just at the very least need them to not be on the state side, right? Exactly. So like, like uh, even if we reached an anarchist society, the vast majority of people would not really understand anarchist principles, in my opinion, right? So even if we got there, you know what yeah, I mean? I think that's it, fair. It's like, we just need them not to, uh, because most people just, the, you know, acquiesce to the system they're living under i I was just gonna say i think it's a perfect example is that like most people don't understand what fascism is but they exist under it right now so that's right yeah yeah yep yeah so most people just uh, mold to the society they're under most of the time so uh that's not to say you shouldn't try to wake people up like um every person you wake up is a victory but that shouldn't be like uh oh my god if we can't wake up all these people then we're f- we failed right that's not how you should look at it right yep, yep. um especially if you look at like advancements in technology that's a big win i think for us like um uh, bitcoin or any type of like cryptocurrency or you know uh, yeah. 3d printing that, any, that's any huge decentralized uh, you know technology yes, is, because is essentially anarchism it's fucking beautiful yes and, and any yeah exactly any type of like in, in voluntary interaction between two people is an anarchist interaction Yep. right that that's just how it is uh and, and when you look at it like that it's like there's anarchism all around you all the time mm-hmm. and it, i think if people stopped and appreciated that more it we people might not be as uh it wouldn't know, feel so uh, hopeless that's right exactly yeah right no, that's true uh, i i've i said a <coughs> i said a couple of weeks ago i i really believe that you know next to ron paul i think i honestly think that bitcoin might be converting more people to libertarian or anarchist ideology yeah. than Ron Paul did. Like how crazy is yeah, that? Yeah, it's crazy. And they might even not even know, you know, it might be a thing where they might not even quite understand the arguments, but they're going to get there through their own own journey. Exactly. You know I mean? But it's it's just yeah. like the the red pull process. Like That's it right. only takes one, bro. Like once you That's get right. that once you get that uh a taste of freedom and and uh kind of a a distaste for government, um it seems like that ball doesn't really stop rolling. At least it hasn't in my experience, because like, as soon as I, as soon as I started to go down this path, I just became more and more and more. So, 
uh, you know, more and more disinterested in governmental solutions to my life's problems, more interested in, in self-development and, and, yeah. you know, community care and things of that nature. And, and it's just, I really, I really think that, you know, I, I talk to normies all the time that are like, they're like, yo, fucking fiat currency, federal reserve, blah, blah, blah. Huh? I'm like, I'm like, yeah. what the fuck are you like? Right. Th this sounds like me in 08, you know, like y'all are with me yeah. now. So uh, I think, I think a decade from now, assuming yeah, the government doesn't kill it somehow. Um, yeah. I think that we could have a, a huge second wave of a, you know, Ron Absolutely. Paul slash Bitcoin revolution. And that's the thing, right? Is a lot of these things are anti-fragile in the sense that the more, the, the more the state acts against them, the stronger they actually are. Uh, it's like, um, they can never take 3D printing away. They can never take 3D printed guns away. That Those are uh, files on the internet. They are speech. They mm -hmm. are protected speech. So they would have to destroy like any sense of the First Amendment to even get laws passed against like well, downloading that. Don't, and that's, don't bet against I mean, it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think that would be even a step too far for them because I think people actually would. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe I'm too optimistic there. But uh, <laughs> well, I do I'm, just, I'm at the point where I'm not sure there is a step too far for this country. Like I, yeah, I really don't. Don't know what the breaking point is other than other than you know food not being ever yeah. ever present and and everywhere um, right i'm sure. really not sure i'm not sure yeah. that people as long as they have functioning internet and and yeah. food just seems like people are going to fucking accept whatever comes yeah. it's crazy to, to end on a little bit of a white pill uh as Please. we're kind of going back to what we we're saying is that like anarchism does happen anytime two people interact right peacefully that that's that's really the simplest way to understand it um, so like when people like, I would say that you should focus more on your local community. Uh, that is, um, like, I, I think that's, I'm not saying politics is completely worthless in every sense, but it's like, I think that is much more, um, conducive to like, uh, achieving a free society, like, mm -hmm. uh, just like, um, show, maybe show your neighbors that, Hey, you know, you don't have to rely on the state because I think that's what the state's done. The state has kind of destroyed like local communities in, in a large sense. Right. <laughs> yeah. And once you do that, you take away any social cohesion that once was there. And now those people feel like they need to rely on the state as well. If you don't have the state, then everything's going to break down, which that's historically never been the case until, uh, unless you have like really large states. So, um, yeah. the more you can show people like in your local community or just your surroundings that hey yeah these type we can do all these types of arrangements you know ourselves and we don't actually need to rely on these people right uh who like even people even normies like know that yeah these people don't care about us right yeah for the they're most part they're, they're they're sending uh all this money to other countries and they they've given you no check like very right. little limited checks right for this locking you in your opportunity house. of a lifetime to That's really right. drive home the point for those that still were holding on to hope that there was some white knight in government that was going to come save them to say that's right hey it's on us like we have to come together and we have to work together against these motherfuckers because you know they don't give a fuck about us yeah. and it's never been more obvious in my life um so even a normie should be able to adapt yes you would hope yeah absolutely yeah. yep anyways ace it was a blast man oh i love this so much thank you so much for having me on man <laughs> uh, make great. sure you guys follow ace it is at ace underscore arcist that's spelled just like anarchist but a-r-c-h-i-s-t and he is the uh, the neocon assassin. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, man. It was so much fun. Appreciate it. Don't shut it off quite yet. Got a big announcement. Uh, first off, tomorrow, we have former gubernatorial candidate for New York, former Joe Rogan Experience guest, Larry Sharp himself, reached out to me, of all people, and said he would like to come on. And I said, hell yeah, Larry, let's do this. So that's exciting. Uh, that'll be out tomorrow, and I cannot wait. It's going to be a blast. 
Also, we have two more five-star reviews, and they are bangers. So thank you so much for leaving these. If you guys support the show, it really helps it grow. Um, we're approaching 100 five-star reviews on, on iTunes, and uh, at this point, I can't even believe it. It's a five out of five. Crazy. Uh, first off, Libertarian David. No, no, no. Let's do Matthew TK421. I'm not sure if that's his Twitter handle, but he says, better than the Tom Woods show? Almost. I'll take it. That's tremendously high praise. And then we got Libertarian David chiming in with five stars. Great Liberty podcast. This is the next big Liberty podcast. From your from your mouth to Ron Paul's ears, brother. It says, he's very insightful and a natural with a mic in front of him. Really glad I found this podcast. Thank you so much, David. I, I really appreciate it. Um, you guys motivate the hell out of me to keep doing this. And I really feel like it's finding the audience now and uh, I couldn't be happier about it. So stay tuned, continue to support it, continue to share it, uh, continue to leave those five-star reviews. And if you leave your Twitter handle or social media or whatever, I will shout you out on next week's show. You the best. Big shout out to everybody that's been with me since Jump Street. Appreciate y'all. World premiere. Welcome to Liberty Lockdown, please scan your barcode Your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold Where did it come from and where did it go? It requires a fight, not tweeting from your phone Don't need a king, get him off the fucking throne If you're riding with the thought, you've always got a home The virus you're scared of will come and it'll go The government knows this, don't get treated like a hoe Like Nico and Shane, you're probably wondering what's happening Scared Hollywood lefties lyrical fappening A typo with Luke might bring the nooses We all bite the bullet, I'm the king of the gooses Freckles and Brit, didn't know I could spit Knew I was a patriot, but now I'm the shit Peter Quinones, invite me on Which podcast sends custom songs Part of the problem, now I stand with the people Dave showed the way, but I am unequal Lions of Liberty, now hear me roar Beat running up, but I got a bit more Robbie the Fire, always running his mouth But I made him a sandwich, now I'm man of the house No malice for Nick, but you're welcome to quit I went over BLM with the fire I spit Friends against government, just call us fags Copy the Cairo, put mummies in the bag Allowable opinions get thrown on the ground Silky Smooth Tom was the only sound Getting so hot must be air July Screaming in the mic to rip a 59 Miles to Ray showed that black guns matter Now all these lefties got crazy small bladders None of us wanted war but we're ready You know I be bopping ain't rock steady Liberty lockdown, please scan your barcode Your liberty ain't gone but yeah it's on hold Where did it come from and where did it go It requires a fight, not tweeting from your phone Don't need a king, get him off the fucking throne If you ride with the thought, you've always got a home The virus you're scared of will come and it'll go The government knows this, don't get treated like a hoe Let's get into the show.